Hey everyone, welcome to the Communication Coach Podcast, where I'm going to help you to create successful change through powerful and honest conversations. I am your host, Nikki Perfect. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 33 of The Communication Coach. I'm Nikki Perfect. Yes, that is my real name for those of you that are joining me in this episode and haven't listened to any of the previous podcasts. And today I want to talk a little bit about managing expectations and being in control and how all of that affects your emotions. And I'm going to explain what I mean and then I'm going to give you some tips on how to deal with that. Now, I talk a lot about emotional conversations. As you know, I believe that when you're driven by emotion, that affects the way that you behave and how you communicate others. And as a result of that, that then affects the way of how others behave towards you and how they communicate with you. So think about how that works out in your own private life. In mine, I know that if I'm particularly tired or if I want something or something changes at really short notice this will affect the way that I feel about something and the way that I feel about something is created by the way that I think about something if we do a little exercise right here right now to just highlight that if you think of something bad that happened in your life or sad that happened in your life or something that brings you down or makes you tired or drains you of energy and just spend a few seconds doing that now, you'll notice that your whole demeanor will change. You will feel like you have less energy. You're probably slumped in the chair rather than sitting upright. And you're probably feeling not as great as you would normally do. Now, if you flip that straight away and start to think of something that makes you smile, uh, something that you enjoy doing, something that makes you laugh, and you find yourself sitting far more upright in the chair If you smile, it's really difficult to feel miserable and then you are just enjoying the moment a lot more than you were before. And that's what I mean by thoughts creating your feelings because when you think about it, if you you think about a life-changing or life-altering or something that you remember constantly and it's something that makes you feel sad and it's something that brings you down, then think about the times of when you are feeling that way and think about what you're thinking about. So being, again, conscious in the present moment, think about what you're thinking about. Uh, My last episode, episode 32, is called Being a Spectator to Your Thoughts, and this is a classic example of it. If you think about what is making you feel sad, then you can bring yourself out of that state. But again, you have to be in control and be very consciously aware. So moving forward from that and thinking about how you feel and how you can actually be in control and that the choice is yours then let's look at how we deal with fear and change and how we manage our own expectations and we manage other people's expectations so for those of you that have been listening you'll know that I have four businesses Uh, one is a coaching business one is a garage business one is a coffee shop and one is a gym And in all of those businesses, at some stage, I have probably um, made somebody upset or angry or frustrated, not deliberately, because I don't deliberately go out of my way to do that sort of thing, but I will have done that. Now, I was thinking about this this week, uh, for those of you that know Rob Moore from Progressive Property, he was talking a lot about this, and I was having a little bit of a reflection time around some 
bits and pieces that had gone on over the last few weeks and some of the uh, thoughts that he said so he has a podcast called the disruptive entrepreneur some of the thoughts that he was saying i could res- resonated with me and it made me just think about some of my own behavior when i'm feeling emotional and, and why does it stem from that and what what is it that causes me that fear in the first place? And what is it that causes the fear in some of the customers, some of my clients? Or what is it that causes the fear in some of your kids or your partner? And I believe it's around being in control and managing people's expectations. Now, a classic example, so part of the garage, and I was talking to the girls that work in the garage. I'm blessed with a great team, both in the coffee shop, the garage, and the gym. Really lucky with the people that I've employed. And... We, we were having a conversation about how when you phone somebody up to tell them that their car has failed an MOT. Now, bearing in mind this is a car, it's not life or death. But actually, when you think about it, people are really reliant on their cars. They rely on them to get to work. They rely on them to get home. They A lot of people re- rely on them to get to hospital, to see their parents or to see family or friends. And suddenly when you take their mode of transport away, it becomes a big deal. We're so used to travelling in our cars, we become very reliant on them and you're almost at a stage where you can't live with them and you can't live without them. And, and by that I mean, you know, cars will often cost a lot of money, perhaps as they get older and you're thinking, well, shall I spend that out on the car, shall I get a new one and balancing your finances and all those different things. So when you get up in the morning and you go to the car and it doesn't start, it might send you into apoplexy. Now, if you balance this out and rationalise it and, and think from a logical brain, there is generally another way round, like a cab or a bus. But in that moment, right in that moment when you're wanting to do something, your expectation is that you're going to get in your car, you're going to drive to the station, you're going to get on the train, you're going to go to work, or the expectation is that you have things to do today and you need your car, then suddenly when something happens out of the blue, it throws you off course and it puts you out of control of your day. And because you're out of control, the fear kicks in. And because the fear kicks in, the emotion kicks in. And once the emotion kicks in, that's when it changes your behavior and your communication. Now, I have been privileged enough to share many people's stories with them, people who have come to a real crisis point in their life where they can't move forward. And often that means that they've looked at taking their own life or that they've looked at being involved in a big incident whereby they find themselves getting further and further wrapped up in something that perhaps they wish they hadn't done in the first place. And when people share you with you that story and their experience, and it comes down to what's really going on, a lot of it is about control. A lot of it is about, I'm not in control of my situation anymore, and I'm scared. I'm fearful of what's going to happen next, or I don't know what to do next and that causes and creates a fear in me which causes it an emotion which then makes me take a different pattern of behavior or conversation that I would do normally so I actually might be the most placid person in the world but because today my car won't start and I have a very important business meeting perhaps this is the most important aspect of the year where I'm creating new business I'm meeting some new prospects in my life I'm you know I'm all keyed up I'm all geared up and then suddenly I get in my car it doesn't start And you phone up the garage and they can't fit you in. And it's nobody's fault that they can't fit you in. They just can't fit you in because they're too busy. But again, now now that adds to the pressure and the challenge that you're already facing. And another aspect of that is managing expectations in people is the cost of repairing vehicles. 
because it's not it's not cheap to run. Those of you who've got cars out there, you'll know from the insurance to the MOT to the road tax to petrol to diesel, whichever it is, it's not cheap to run a car. And it's not cheap to have repairs done on a car. So when somebody comes in and you haven't managed their expectations, they are more likely to get frustrated and emotional with you. When you have managed their expectations and explained to them exactly the work that needs to be done, how long it's going to take, and the cost, you are less likely to get the friction when they come in. So we were having this conversation. I was talking to the team, and we were talking about, you know, when you when you phone up and and tell somebody their MOT has failed, and actually it's like delivering really bad news. Because the expectation is I'm going to bring my car and it's going to pass the MOT and my life is going to go on. And suddenly, out of the blue, that has changed. And in the bigger picture, you might think, as you're listening to this, well, that doesn't really matter because, it, you know, you just get on, you either get a hire car or a loan car, you get it fixed, whatever it might be. Sometimes it's not that simple for people. Sometimes they can't afford to get it fixed. Sometimes they have bits and pieces that they need to do there and then. Perhaps they've bought their car in and now they need to go and pick up the kids. So how are they going to pick up the kids and all those different arrangements? And now they're starting to feel out of control. And as they start to feel out of control, the frustration, the anger, their uh, values and belief systems start to kick in and their behavior changes. So you could be dealing with a completely rational person one minute and then they come to pick their car up with the expectation and they're not getting their car back and suddenly the whole world is changing for them. So think of that in a slightly bigger picture where you have an incident that happens to you and then something else happens. And often these things tend to come in free. Actually, they don't come in free. We just think they come in free. And because we think they come in free, it makes them come in free, <laughs> if that makes any sense to you whatsoever. So uh, that saying goes, doesn't it? Um, I've had two and I'm waiting for the third bad thing. And because you're waiting for the third bad thing, it's more likely to happen. You're more likely to live into the experience of having the third bad thing happen to you. Whereas if you just go, okay, two bad things have happened to me, but it doesn't mean that I'm having a bad life or I'm having a bad day. There are 24 hours in a day. They are the same day. I'm just having some good or bad experiences throughout the day, different challenges. And it depends how you deal with them. Zig Ziglar has a famous quote. He says, um, you know, you're not really sure how a human will react un- until they're challenged. And you're not, you're not defined by what happens to you. You're defined by the choices you make after the event has happened to you. And so when you, when you think about that and when you think about the challenges that you've faced, perhaps you have an outlet at work, for example. So if you're having a problem in your life at home, we're more likely to have the outlet at work. So we're more likely to stay at work late, hang around with our friends, do more work, work harder, spend more time in the office, spend more time on email and wrap ourselves up in work rather than wrap ourselves or think about what's going on in our home life, in our relationships, if it's bad there. Then what happens if something happens at work? So generally, if we're having a tough time at work, perhaps we don't like our boss or we've been bullied or there's lots of change going on, we will generally offload with the people that we love and care about, the people that we live with. So we have an outlet there. And now what happens if you have two things going on? So you then have problem at, at work and problem in your home life so perhaps you're made redundant you come home and you find that your partner has left you or you're you find out they're having an affair whatever it might be now you've got two two events going on in your life now some people can deal with that and it all depends 
on who you are, how you are, and what other things are going on for you. A lot of it depends on your support network. A lot of it depends on whether you internalize or externalize. There's a whole realm of things that will depend on how you deal with it. But the more challenges that you then start to face, the harder it is, the harder it is to get up and get on, the harder it is to push forward. So when somebody says to you, for goodness sake, it doesn't matter, it's just a car, actually, it's more than that right there, right then. And it's not our opinion that matters, it's the support that we give at the time. And it's the managing the expectation. It's the same with kids. You see, you see it happen. I always remember with Meg on, on one Christmas and we'd promised her that she could watch a film. Um, and of course, Christmas Day being Christmas Day, you end up talking, you end up catching up with family, you end up staying up later. And by the time it came to the, having time to watch the film, it's like 10 o'clock at night and there was no way we were going to be watching the film. She was only like 9, 10 at the time. And then having that conversation around, I'm really sorry, it's too late now to watch the film. And of course, you're going to get kickback from that. You're going to get kickback because her expectation was that she was going to watch the film. It doesn't matter to her what the time is. What matters is that you promised that we would watch a film. And now you've gone back on that. You've broken a promise. Now, to me, in my world, it's just a film. But to her and her world, right there, right then, that's a big deal. And you've broken a promise. And now I'm going to kick back on it. So think about how that shows up in your life. Where are the times that when you find yourself going against how you normally react to something and you start to become emotional because of fear, because of fear of change, because somebody hasn't managed your own expectations. And think about that as a manager and ways that you can combat that yourself in your team. So as a parent, you can do it in exactly the same way as you're managing a team. So always manage somebody's expectations by telling them what's going to happen in the future. So there's a lot of child psychology around this whereby if you tell a child what is going to happen and give them like a few minutes to adjust to it, then they're more likely to go with the action. So, for example, if you say to a child, right, in 10 minutes it's bedtime, rather than going in and saying, right, it's bedtime now, they're more likely to comply in the 10 minutes because you're giving them that countdown, they're starting to manage their expectation. If you say to a child, right, we're going out now, and they're sat doing something that they want to do, you'll get kickback. Whereas if you go in and say, right, in 15 minutes time, we're going out. And then they have time to process that. And it might be a longer thing. It might be a bigger change that you're dealing with. But it's the same when you're managing a team. If you're going for a process of change, then manage their expectations around that. Don't suddenly just drop it on them there and then that there's going to be this huge change that nobody's spoken to them about. So yes, you might get resistance, but as time develops and you start to talk them through the process they are more likely to adapt to the change quicker now i know that i am quite um routine i like a routine in my life that's probably stemmed from when i was a police cadet at 18 and i was told what time to get up what to do what to wear what to eat and then as a police officer you are told what time to be somewhere there are consequences for not being on time and all of those sorts of things so i am quite rigid and in, and i like routine so when I have a plan for my day and that day suddenly gets changed, um, I'm not great at dealing with that. It's, it's just something I have to work on that I have to deal with. If somebody gives me choice or perceived choice um, about how that's going to be managed in the future and how I can manage that myself, then I'm much more to be 
able to reflect on it and deal with it a lot quicker. And I'm no different from many of you out there who, d- who, who might not like change. Some of you will just go with it and it doesn't bother you. But for some of you, you'll feel that resistance kicking in when something is different, when there is a change that's happening in your life. And there'll be many, many reasons for that based on your values and beliefs and your experiences. So think about how you feel and then think about how you are going to pass on that information of managing expectations. Perhaps you run a business and you're changing something about your business and you want your customers to be on board and come with them. So let them know really early doors and tell them why. Give them an explanation as to why the change is happening. And when you give the chain, uh, the explanation to them, make sure you sell them the benefits. So don't make it about you and what's in it for you. Make it about them and what's in it for them and sell the benefits of the change. And you will find that your life is a lot easier. So remember, we fear change because we fear the unknown. We like to have our expectations managed so that if there is a change, we know about it quite long term so that we can process and deal with it. And if we don't, what generally happens is we give that emotional reaction and that emotional behavior and that emotional conversation, which once we do that, then the other party is also more likely to do that. Remember, if you're listening to somebody who's explaining something that's going on in their life or they're giving you a a reaction that you think is way over the top that's about you and how you would deal with it and not necessarily about them and what's going on in their life we are never privy to everything that is going on in somebody else's mind their thought processes or how they feel so always be mindful of that if you get a reaction that is that you perceive to be well over the top because it might not be Um, just what's happening there and then that is probably the tip of the iceberg for what is happening for somebody and the rest of their life that they're dealing with I hope you've enjoyed this podcast I hope you've got something from it remember to let me know what you want to speak about or what you're struggling with or any challenges you're facing around conversation or how your brain works or why you're reacting in a certain way And I will catch up with you soon. Have a great week. I'm looking forward to catching up with some old friends this week. And I'll speak to you again next week. Take care and bye for now. Hey everybody, Nikki again. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast and thank you for joining me. You can find me on social media at Nikki Comms Coach at Twitter and The Communication Coach on Facebook and thecommunicationcoach.co.uk. Please like, share and review and I look forward to speaking to you soon.